Hello, folks. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning in to Pink Sock Podcast. We're joined by the lovely Rev as he's down there in hell right now. Uh, <laughs> he is of the band Only Flesh. And Rev, I got to say, I love your About Me on your Facebook on Only Flesh. <laughs> they, they're described as join the cult of the musical abortion known as Only Flesh, a loud heavy band, suspension team, sideshow trope, sorry, grinder team, a diseased force of nature putting the sleaze back into music, and under band interests, the ladies, and if you get us drunk enough, the men. 20 bucks is only 20 bucks. So, <laughs> opportunity employers. Yeah, you go you go for uh, whatever sex. You don't care. <laughs> so give us a little backstory of Only Flesh. Like, how'd you get into, like, the whole suspension uh, on hooks and stuff? Um, I mean... I was uh, I was always getting a lot of piercings and, and tattoos, and I was always into body modification. And uh, at the same time, I'm I've always been in bands and things like that, and always been a performer. So it was always this progression of how far we can go, uh, what we could do with our stage show. I growing up, I loved uh, bands like Alice Cooper, Wasp, Guar, mm-hmm. things like that. So. I wanted to do all that crazy stuff, but do it for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see blood on the stage for an Only Flesh show, you know it's real. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do like any kind of like fake stuff. I wanted to everything you see up there would be really happening, mm-hmm. and uh, so just pushing my body to the limit, stuff like that. I started looking more into it, learning it, uh, learning how to do it, and um, I did a couple. I did one suspension before my first one on stage just to make sure that I kind of figured out what, how I could move, things like that. And then my second suspension was um, this big Halloween show that I used to put on in Columbus called uh, uh, Trauma, which is actually still going on, uh, just with different people running it. Uh, so we did that for stage, and then it just became like an ongoing thing of like how we could do it differently, uh, just all kinds of stuff. So I've just always wanted to learn more and – push it in weird directions. So you just wanted to like do basically what Cooper and Guar was doing, but push the envelope a little further. Yes. So your musical influence, uh, you already said, Alice, is there any other musical influences you have or? I mean, we, uh, mainly the music side of Only Flesh, uh, is myself and, uh, Damien Thompson. Uh, he, uh, he's the, Basically, he does a lot of the music, pretty much most of the music. And then uh, he'll present me with an idea, and then we go over, like, you know, what we want to change about it, what direction we want to take it, if there's things we want to take out, put in, things like that. And um, we both have very variety of, of interests as far as music goes, and we've always tried to not pigeonhole only flesh into, like, oh, we're an industrial band, oh, we're a metal band, oh, we're punk we, you know, if we want to do something heavy, then we'll write something more, you know, death metalish. You know, if we're feeling weird, then we'll do an industrial song. And we've, you know, we've done acoustic songs. So, like on an, on, <laughs> I like to play this game uh, called the Spotify game, where I'll put our, I'll put only flesh on Spotify, and now that all of our albums are up on Spotify, which was a whole different story. We had a, 
it was a hard road to get our rotten records albums up on Spotify because they're not fans of Spotify. But it's is that, is that because bands don't get a huge cut of the music, or is there a different? Reason? Yeah, that's that's the main thing. They just and I, I I agree with it. Like I get it. Spotify screws over artists. Uh, they don't get a big cut. They they're one of the least paying formats of streaming. So I get it, but at the same time, we know what we're getting ourselves into. So I mm-hmm. think we should have final say of what happens. And we finally did, but, um, but yeah, it's when, we, when you go to our Spotify, since all our albums are out there, you put it on shuffle between all our albums. And it's just this, uh, it's, it's crazy how many genres we hit. And if you didn't know that it was just us, you'd think right. you were just listening to somebody's mixtape of just all genres. Right. Well, I was listening to you guys today and I did just that. I put I'm it on. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I only threw up once. <laughs> Not <laughs> a record. But... <laughs> no, I was uh, listening to you guys today and I noticed right. that because one song would be like very industrial, kind of like, like ministry ish. And like another album would be like punk rock and then you'd have like metal. And then you have, I'm like, these guys cover everything. <laughs> Yeah, when we when we started the band, uh, we were it was basically me doing everything and um, not very well. But it was more of a kind of a pig face thing where I'd have guest artists come in and musicians come in, and so it was. But it was very rooted in old school abrasive industrial. Mm-hmm. And as we went, uh, we started bringing in permanent members. We got you know a full time drummer. We you know instead of using machines to do it. We started bringing in full-time guitarists, and then uh, once I met Damien, we started slowly transferring into from an industrial to a more metal punk band. Mm-hmm. And so we're now just kind of this weird mixture of all three of those genres. So do you, I, I saw you guys, uh, I actually reviewed the album. You guys released your uh, album, Sells Out, which was a really good album, I must say. Do you guys have any music planned for the future? Like any like album or anything? We got a couple up our sleeves. Um, I always get in trouble with Damien because he, uh, he always gets mad because I we get these ideas and these plans, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna post about it and talk about it. It's like, dude, we're not even near that yet. <laughs> Six months down the road, start talking about. It. I'm like, ah, damn it, what's talk about it now? But we do have a couple albums uh, that we are working on. I will. Uh, say that one of them is going to be a cover album. It's going to be some some weird stuff happening, um, and then we have another one. Uh, we are working on on uh, music currently, uh, recording, and then we did. Um, we are going to have a live stream later this month. We're not sure the date that it's going to drop yet, but we are going to have two songs uh, from our past that we're going to live stream. It's going to be kind of like a, a show. If you will, kind of like a, it's going to have, my guitarist also runs a label, uh, Tackless Records, and it's going to be some other bands on his label. Uh, I'm doing like this weird solo thing I have a video for, and then we're doing a couple Only Flesh songs, some of our older classics, but we're doing them in a more, I don't want to say acoustic, because that put, it still has a bunch of weird stuff in it, Mm -hmm. but it's a more, I guess, acoustic version, but it's, saying it's acoustic kind of doesn't prepare you for what it is. Um, but we are doing some different versions of older songs uh, just to kind of tide people over until we release more stuff online. 
I, I like that you guys keep like spicing it up because a lot of bands either a stick to one sound or they completely change without any like there's some bands I've listened to that went from like death metal quickly to like pop and I'm like it's okay to switch we <laughs> do you that guys, song by song <laughs> yeah you guys don't just like quickly do it <laughs> But we have, because um, after Sells Out, like, we, our last studio album was Sells Out uh, through Rotten Records. And then um, after that, we did release one other album uh, called Lullabies uh, for the Deaf. And that was a live album. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for our studio stuff, some people that are more into metal, they're like, oh, no, it's got all the chronics in it. So I can't like that. So I'm just like, oh, here's the live album, because the live album has a lot less electronics. It's more of our, like, just straightforward, like, metal rock punk mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm always, so whenever I'm talking to someone about it, they're like, oh, I want some of your stuff. Depending on what type of music they listen to is which album I'll <laughs> tell them to listen to. Right, right. Like, I understand that because, like, there's so many elitists out there that's like, I can't listen to this because it's not purely metal. I'm like, just shut up and enjoy the song. I listen to anything, man. I listen to everything, actually. I I do, too. So I I think it's cool because you're one of the few, like, industrial punkish artists I know that goes into acoustic, but you don't lose your sound. Like, (laughs) and it's, it's awesome. We, weirdly enough, in Ohio, um, that's where I'm originally from, and that's where Only Flesh started. Our last tour we did, we hit uh, Ohio, and we played Columbus, which is where I'm from, and uh, we just did an acoustic set. And weirdly enough, we have a huge group of people that when we hit, they're like, oh, you got to do your your acoustic set. And we're like, really? Because, really? (laughs) They're like, yeah, yeah, man. Acoustic, yeah. So we did like this coffee shop this coffee brewery uh, place and it fucking people were going wild. It was, and it was one of like the better shows that we had on that tour. Cause it was just like everybody gathered around us and it was a, it was a lot more intimate, but people got into it. It was, it was awesome. That is amazing. Like <laughs> you guys had your own little, like uh, Allison chains unplugged type moment. <laughs> so I uh, looked you up on IMDb. You're in the movie Maritown? Martown? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, How'd that come about? Uh, I, I don't even remember how it came about, but we do have a bit part. It's actually me and my wife. Uh, we got cast in it. Uh, they wanted, I believe we got hit up because they wanted fire breathers. And so uh, me and my lady, we went there. And the scene that we got, <laughs> the, the main scene that they won this for, uh, there was like this chanting and they were going to burn this witch and it was raining and they weren't expecting rain and it was really windy. And when you film stuff for like a movie or a music video, it's like, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And then you have to do things over and over and over again. So we were comp- it was super cold out. So we had like, you know, our coats on and I had like, you know, gloves and I'm breathing fire, and then they're like, okay, again, again, I had like a jug of fluid that I was spitting, and I went through that whole jug, we had a backup, we went through all of that, and as I'm doing it, like, it, since the wind, like, one, you're not supposed to breathe fire and wind, because it's not smart, mm-hmm. I'm not the smartest guy, so wind for them, but as I'm doing it, I'm just my, like, glove and my, my 
sleeve is getting just coated in fluid, like fuel. And by the end of it, like I'm breathing fire, they yell cut. I have to put down my torch. I then have to put my, my arm in my jacket to put out my arm and then get ready for the next take. And, and like, I, I can't, like I'm running out of cloth to block myself from burning myself. So you guys got to get this in a couple more takes. And then um, I remember seeing the movie and of course, you know, you do this, these scenes and mm-hmm. you end up like in it for like two seconds. So <laughs> I've, I've heard of that happening. Like even with bigger stars, like, in the movie Ace Ventura, when Cannibal Corpse was in it, Jim did Jim and Cannibal did a whole day of shooting only for them to be in the movie for like ten seconds. Yeah, they shot us. Um, they actually shot me and my wife. Uh, we they called us in to do. Uh, the, there was a TV show series called Banshee, mm-hmm, and it. we got called in to do that. And it was like the the scene was some of the main characters are like you know sleuthing out like the bad guys, so they they go to you know, talk to some people in this like underground sex club. And as the main character is like walking around there, she's looking in different rooms and she looks in one room and it's me and my wife and we have hooks all in the front of us and we're doing a flesh pull. And she looks in and my line was, want to join? And she <laughs> and then walks on. We filmed down there for four hours. I had hooks in myself. She had hooks in her doing this flesh pull thing, which is fine. But it was in this disgusting basement of this runt, like abandoned bar that they had rented out for the day. And it was just like we were in there all day. And then we finally were like, oh, we're psyched to see this episode. And like six months later, we watch it. And they had these other people, actors there, that had mm-hmm. fake piercings glued on their backs and stuff. And they and got longer. They showed them. And then they kind of show me like a blurry background shot for like a half second. And then they move on. And I'm like, seriously. Uh-huh. Really? That is, that is bullshit. <laughs> like, we had real hooks, and you showed the, the, the clip-ons. All right, all right, I see it. Right, right? <laughs> like, that is, that's stupid. Is there any other movies or shows that you've been on that I, uh... <sighs> um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a horrible actor, um, so <laughs> I don't do a lot of it. But uh, we, we, I don't think I've done much else um, as far as in front of the screen. Um, we have been on some soundtracks to some really campy, horrible movies. Uh, B-horror? Yeah. Um, like, uh, what was it? Blood of the Werewolf. Um, and then one, something, Alien Abduction, Abduction 29 or something like that. And we get, like, a song in there or something like that. But uh, oh, we're also in this, uh, this uh, some computer animated thing that's kind of like a spawn, spawn ripoff thing. But yeah, I don't, we've tried to get our, our stuff in more movies, but right, it's kind of hard because uh, Rotten doesn't want to loan out uh, music unless they get money for it. And I'm all about being as much B-movie as I can. I just want to give it away for free because I'm just like, yeah, horrible fucking movie. Yeah, I want to do that. But uh, they, they don't like that. So in a lot of B-movies, once they hear, they have a ton of people wanting to give them music. So when they have to pay for it, then they, you know, they don't want to have pay for it because they don't have a lot of money so i get it since that is your view i'm gonna um use a little quote from keith richards and see if you agree keith was asked about music pirating and he stated if my music is worth stealing it's worth something to somebody and that's the reason why i do this do you agree yeah i mean honestly i 
it sucks that I'm in the time span that the whole record industry is been dismantled and it's now you can get everything online for free and if i it would have been 20 years ago where you know that's how you got your music you had to buy an album stuff like that that would have been awesome but that's just not the time we live in now so for me to get mad and that's why i don't care for it's on spotify i i I know we're not getting a lot of money and if i was really worried about being rich off of music right now i wouldn't do this right so my 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 favorite quote that I've heard, I forget who said it, but they said that if you're in me, I think it was Nikki six. Uh, if you're in music for the, for money you're in it for the wrong reasons, which is weird coming from a multimillionaire, but <laughs> it's easy to say that when you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Oh, money's not really that important when you're rich. You know, like when, when you're rich, you understand that money's not that important. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> shut shut the fuck up. I'm over here scrounging around and you're talking about not needing money. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, I mean like and and I'm I'm not I'm not some young kid anymore, you know. So like I I've been out there. I've done I've done the touring. I've, you know, I've slept on floors and stuff like that and we've kind of cut back our our live shows um but you know like it, if you want to do if you want to do this, you got to suffer, you know, yeah. and that's, that's the bottom line. And some, some bands do break through and that's great and more luck to them. But, you know, and I've made, I've made money off this profession. I'm not going to say that I've never made any money, mm-hmm. but you know, like not enough to be, you know, like to stop doing everything else I'm doing. And also there's a lot to put into your shows. Cause you have live suspensions. You have a whole crew. Like that's a huge what? production. Yeah, with us, we <laughs> the only flesh is an umbrella term for everything that we do. We, we're a band, uh, we're a suspension team, uh, we're sideshow troops. So like, and all of these parts can survive without. Like, we do shows where we're just asked to do our sideshow. We get do shows where we're just doing band stuff. Um, like no blood, no blood. Um, then we get stuff where they just want us to hang from hooks. So we'll do individual shows, and then there's shows where we can do. A mixture of everything and those are my favorite ones to do because uh, the main focus is, is the music but um but yeah we we do all kinds of stuff so like when we're doing our big shows we have to bring a lot of gear we have our own lights set up we're having to bring piercing gear uh rigging like all kinds of stuff it's i see bands that can fit all their gear in inside a van in the band and can just drive and i'm, I'm like oh, i'm a little jealous of that a little jealous like we have, you know, our van, we have our trailer that's filled to the brim. And then, you know, we're like, people are sitting on some equipment in the van. And then sometimes maybe another person has to drive or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's a lot more than people think about when they, when they go see us. Like I've, you're the first act I've seen. I'm not saying they're not out there, but you're the first act I've seen that is kind of like a, like some bands will hire freak shows to be part of their act, but you're the only band I know that is both. You are the act, and you do the freak show stuff with it. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I do get, um, I do get a little snotty uh, when I watch these videos, like music videos bands put out, and you can tell they're like, "Oh, we're so like cutting edge, and, and we're evil, and we're like scary, and we're doing all this crazy shit." And you look, and it's basically the band, and then they hired people to come in and do crazy right. shit. 
And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool and all, but we do all that ourselves. So we don't have to bring in outside people to do that. Um, yeah, I get a little, I get a little weird about it, and I'm like, and then I'm like, stop being petty. Stop it. I, I figured you would because you are a crazy motherfucker. I'll give you that. Like, <laughs> I've seen you do some shit, and one of those things I wanted to bring up: this motherfucker crucified himself on stage. <laughs> How did that come about? Well, you know. Me and Jesus have this running thing. We're a little competitive, us two. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll one up you, but you know what? I'll triple you. Um, you know, I've done I've done uh, crucifixions three times on stage. Um, the last time was in uh, Brooklyn uh, for a wrestling thing, and it was pretty awesome because um, Doug Bradley, the uh, pinhead from Hellraiser, mm-hmm. he was their spokesperson. It was a uh, black craft wrestling and um, badass. I love black craft. He, he, the stick was, he picks me out of the audience and cause he's like, who wants to join my cult? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, you. and I'm like, yeah, cool. And they bring me up and they're like, crucify him. I'm like, what? And it's supposed to be like, I didn't know what was going on. However, they were letting people in as we set up the cross and everything. I'm like, well, they can see me up here. It's not going to be a, like, it's not going to fool anybody that I'm not part of the act when they see me up here. Right. But, um, but it was cool because uh, they had me up, uh, they nailed me to the cross, and then um, I was up there for the whole first belt, and then they, they take me down, take me off the cross, and then the end of it, the end of the whole uh, wrestling thing was like a pay per view thing. It, um, they have a wrestler comes out and he slices uh, Doug's throat and they had they had uh, blood spraying all over the audience I got the I got to pick out the uh, the knife because they had a real knife and <laughs> he wasn't going to do it with a wrestler putting a real knife to his neck so I went out and bought the knife that they used can I say wrestling's not fake folks <laughs> <laughs> it's still real to me damn it so are you a wrestling fan since you mentioned it um well, I, I will I will definitely say a guitarist, uh, Damien, is a huge wrestling fan. I am I, – I, I used to be when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of fell out of it. And I since we worked with um, Blackcraft Wrestling uh, for a couple shows, uh, I got back kind of into it. I'm not as familiar as some people are. I do follow it a little bit. Um, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I'm not a hater either. So – See, I'm weird because people are like, I am openly a wrestling fan, but I'm not a fan of WWE. And a lot of people are like, wrestling sucks. I'm like, because you watch mainstream shit. <laughs> like, Japanese stuff is off the hook. <laughs> and that's the thing, like that underground stuff, those people are like, for anybody to say it's fake, that like those people are bleeding. Those people put themselves through horrible stuff. Right. Like, like um, several days a week. <laughs> our. We're good friends, um, or I'm good friends with Sean Phoenix, and that poor guy jumped off the top rope, uh, did a flip, and um, he landed on his skull and fractured his skull and messed himself up for a little while. Oh. And he, he just recently got back into it, and um, he was a he was a fan of ours for a while, and I pierced him a couple times, and then he was like, "Hey, come out and check me out." So I started watching him at the beginning of his career. And started following him and becoming a fan of his in turn. And, uh, yeah, that, that was scary stuff. Like, 
we were we were real happy once he got back. Like he's back in the ring now, but I'm for a while, like, we because well, that's a hell of a bump to take. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm a user because you said uh, Spotify. I do not use Spotify. I use Google Play and um, mu- uh, Go- uh, YouTube Music, which is in correlation with one another. And I noticed a few of your albums are not on Google Play. Is there any chance of them coming on Google Play? <laughs> you know what? I I have no idea. <laughs> which, ones, which ones are not on that? Um, from my findings, um, t- t- from the gutter to the grave is on Spotify, <laughs> but not on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I do not know why. Uh, I've hit up Rotten, and uh, I've got nowhere on it. Uh, they don't know why either. At first, they were concerned that they were even up on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why. I, I want it to be. Because <laughs> like, I'm sitting here. I was trying to listen to all your albums today just to get, like, I've listened to you guys, but I haven't listened to albums beginning to end other than Sells Out, and I couldn't find some of them on Google Play. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, like, um, Strap on Crucifix and Audio Love Sludge were on a indie label that's no longer around. Um, so those, um, they got them up on a lot of stuff. And, but then after that, we went over to Rotten and that Rotten uh, put out From the Gutter to the Grave and then Sells Out. And our last one, uh, the live album was through Tackless Records. Uh, but, I, I don't know. Like I said, uh, Rotten's been kind of weird about our stuff being online. Uh, so it's been kind of a weird battle getting stuff up and keeping it up. Because I know like on Pandora, our I think uh, From the Gut of the Grave was up. And then when Sells Out came up, they kind of traded off. They took down the, the Gut of the Grave stuff and put up some of the Sells Out stuff. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I would love our stuff to be everywhere, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can still buy it. I mean, you can, if people want to buy our stuff, you can still buy it online through them. Like, um, you know, you can download it or you can buy physical copy. Now, what I will tell you about the physical copy, mm-hmm. if you buy it, it comes uh, with a CD of all the songs, stuff like that. But it also comes with a secondary dead technology that no one gives a shit about anymore, which is a DVD. And for those of you that still have DVD players, uh, it's a like sells out and gutter the grave both come with a DVD and they're like suspension videos, music videos, a bunch of weird shit. Uh, I know the sells out one is it's a it's a like a bad acid trip. It the whole thing from start to finish is just like this weird hallucinogenic like TV show that just goes in and out of, of videos. But it's it's that is awesome. I'll have to check it. Out. I'll have to buy it. Um, I find it weird that you're like, if anybody knows what DVDs are, it's like the current, like the younger kids are going to grow up and it's going to be like us with like eight tracks when we grew up. Like what's an eight track. They're going to be like, what's a DVD. <laughs> yeah. It's a bummer because I'm a collector. Um, right, I collected, v- I collected VHS for a long time and I finally was selling off my collection. And of course now I regret that because now I wish I still had all my collection, that. but I collect DVDs. I have, you know, these huge books. I have like seven or eight huge books of DVDs. that have like thousands of DVDs in them. And it's like, I get that, um, you know, everything being online and, you know, the cloud and all these streaming services, mm-hmm. you can, you can, it's easier, but I mean, I like to collect things. I like to have physical things. I, so, feel you on that. I, I love to collect uh, ticket stubs and they're doing away with those. 
before yeah. this happened, this whole COVID thing happened. Like, yeah, we like I um like with all that stuff, like we put out <laughs> this our last out live album. I'm like, you know what? Since we we have it online, so you can listen to it on like streaming stuff. We have it so you can you can download and everything. And uh, we put out CDs because we're like, why not? Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm I'm putting out tapes, a cassette tape. So I had I put out a whole batch of our live album on cassette tape, and I and I made sure there was like this neon pink that was really obnoxious. And yeah, I, I bring them out. I'm like, you want to buy this? And they're like, uh, what? No, 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 thank you. <laughs> I, I love how like you you are the last person that I would assume to be like, do you want this? And it's like a pink cassette tape. Hey man, I love pink. All right. Man, I can say that. I don't blame you because I like weird. I like weird shit that most people don't. I love unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So I don't blame you. So I was uh, looking into your discography and I found um, legacy releases. Now you can find Strap On Crucifix on Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify, and whatever else. Will you want to? No, but you can find it. I found I found it, and it is very different. (laughs) <laughs> but are you do you, do you guys plan on because it said unreleased? I could it could it'd be wrong, but it said the was unreleased. Uh, sorry, you were cutting out there. Can you say that one more time? Um, they it says your other two uh, legacy releases, Crippled Box of Flies and Dissect the Skin Box, is currently unavailable or unreleased. Yeah, uh, those were those are way way back in the day. Uh, those are kind of like our first and second demos. And uh, they were they were released on cassette tape, of course. Uh, they were released on CDs that um, if it, <laughs> I, I, print, I burnt these myself and put them all together myself. I lived in an apartment at the time, which had this weird infestation of uh, of uh, ladybugs, and I had this one of those lights with the the bowls, those glass mm-hmm. bowls under it. And it would collect ladybugs, dead ladybugs, and I would have to empty it because they would get so high that they would touch the light bulb and start burning. Mm-hmm. So I just started collecting them in this box. So then when I started making these CDs, I would open it up and then pour dead ladybugs and snap it back in place, and then we'd sell them like that. So those got to be real collector's items. But uh, yeah, those are just those were just self-released demos that we did. And honestly, I'm glad that there's no like digital copies of those things because there is digital <laughs> strap on crucifix <laughs> yes strap on crucifix uh was our first one on um was on uh what was it mizuki's box and uh strap on crucifix was like our first official release and it's it's still when we were industrial um so people that like we have cases because when mizuki's box went down they're like do you want these i'm like yes um, so I have like cases and cases of this fucking album and we don't like to sell them because when people see them li- as live, it doesn't sound like those CDs. So we just end up giving them out free when people buy our newer CDs, just like, here you go, try to get rid of them. But yeah, it's our, it's our more industrial stuff and it's a little abrasive and a little hard to listen to at times. <laughs> like I, I do enjoy, and I know a lot of people, you either love them or hate them, but I do enjoy ministry. And you guys kind of had that early ministry type industrial sound. <laughs> so where did you get, because I noticed you, had, you use a lot of like 
in the earlier stuff, like audio clips of like people screaming, women moaning. Where do you find those at? Uh, just stuff I watch. Um, I mean, uh, basically, I would just take them, strip, rip them straight from like a VHS or a DVD. Uh, so at the time, I had my own little home studio. Uh, now, when we record, mostly my guitarist records everything. He's a sound engineer, so he definitely does a lot better job than I used to. Um, but I had my own home studio, so I had like a DVD player and a, and a v, uh, VCR hooked up to my soundboard, my so I could just you know sample them directly from the movie. So it'd be weird. I'd be like, I'd have a TV, and I'd be like, rewind, rewind, I missed it. Play. Oh yeah, damn it, damn it, rewind. So but yeah, it's damn just it, I rewound too far. <laughs> yeah, it's just horror movies, horror movies, porn, weird, weird found like you know films, just just cult stuff. It's crazy. A lot of people, musicians and stuff, draw their influence from porn. <laughs> well, I wouldn't watch it. I would just listen to it. I'd cover up the screen. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I bet you watch some kinky shit. Whoa, whoa there. Interview, interview over. I'm out. We actually, I here's the thing. We, a couple of our songs are in porn. Um, Burning Angel. Uh, we sent a CD to Burning Angel, and they put them in some of their porn. I, but here's the thing: we never found out which ones they put us in or anything. So we were like, we they just never, full-on mascaras, running, gagging scenes. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sure there are. And I would buy everyone that we would. I would honestly, I would buy multiple copies and then sell them at our merch booth. But we don't know which ones we're in. Do so you at least? My question is, because I've heard your music, what songs are they wanting to put in porn? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I know that there was some off of, uh, in, we sent them, uh, was it, um, From the Gutter to the Grave. So it was something, it was some songs off that. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was bummed. I was, they told, they're like, oh yeah, they put your songs. I'm like, which ones? And they're like, I don't know. I, they asked and, and they, they didn't know which ones. I'm like, oh, damn it. I, I was thinking like of men and mice. <laughs> It'd be really fucked up if it was like stillborn. <laughs> what the fuck? So you don't even know what songs? Nope. Nope. Oh, now we, we got to dig through the web. We, we did. Uh, I knew they put uh, one of our songs in um, like a trailer of theirs and then we posted up on YouTube and instantly we got banned for a week from using or not YouTube, but uh, Facebook, Facebook uh, <laughs> canceled us for a week and we couldn't post anything. And then I, then I lost it and forget which one it was now. So Damn. Uh, the community standards. Yep. If you could find out what porns they are, you could just like use that for music video footage. Yeah, and then, and then they probably sue us. I'm like, what? Anybody for those songs? What the fuck? So, like, that's just nuts. The a porn industry wants your music, but won't even tell you what the fuck they want. Yeah, I just, I, I think that it's just a matter of like, too many like people doing stuff where they just lost track of what they used it for. You know, like, not, it's not like they did it you know, intentionally, like, they're just like, fuck these guys, mm -hmm. but it's just, I, I just think they're like, oh, I don't know, I never used it, I don't know where it's at, though. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you guys aren't Marvin Gaye, so I think Tony's right. It's going to be like the mascara running porn. <laughs> I, think that's, I, think that's all, I think that's all Bernie Angel does anyway, so. <laughs> no complaints, but just saying. So you guys are not only the only band to crucify their singer on stage, but aren't you the first band where your drummer performed while suspended? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're, we have a couple. Um, one, I was the first, first person to suspend while singing. I know Society One wants to claim that title, but I did it a year before them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we did that first, um, Crucifixion, and uh, we suspended our drummer. Um, he had hooks in his upper, like right above his knees, and they had hooks in his back. So we had him hanging in a sitting position. Uh, you, can, you can see the, um, we have video of it in our music video, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Addiction Puppetry. And um, we also have, uh, I'm hanging from my knees while singing. Our guitarist is hanging from hooks in his back. And our drummers hanging from knees all in the same, like during the same time. So how did you prep for the whole crucifixion thing? That's my, like, did you just go with it? Or did you have to like, how do you survive a crucifixion? <laughs> Google. Um, <laughs> well, the, first, <laughs> the first time we did it, um, I, we were on tour and I came up with the idea. We were in some hotel room where like, I think we were performing in like a tattoo convention or something like that. We're in a hotel room. Uh, we'd set up. We're just in the hotel room chilling out before the show. And we had some like nature channel and they had like, it was some third world country and they had this festival where they just crucify people and they put them up and then until they see a vision, take them down, put, nail the next person up as just one after another. And the people stay up as long as they, until they get something out of it, spiritual out of it. And I was looking and, you know, these nothing sterilized. It's just rusty nailed. And it's just like, there's this, they do it every year. And they interviewed this carpenter that had done it like 10 years in a row. And I'm like, well, if this, these guys can figure out how to do this. This guy's done it like 10 times every year. He's a, like, and he's a carpenter. He uses his hands. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to figure out how to do this so that I still have function of my hands. Yeah, so, right. So I started looking into it, started talking to some doctors. I started planning it out. My suspension team, which was in charge of everything, uh, almost mutinied on me. This was like this, the trick that was going to just push. They almost all quit on me because they did not want to do this. Oh, come on. And, <laughs> and, um, and we had this dominatrix performer coming in from Chicago to be the, the person with the hammer because nobody on my team wanted to do it in case they destroyed my hands, they didn't want to be responsible. And I was dating this dominatrix at the time. And she was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll destroy him. I don't care. And uh, <laughs> so we had her coming down and at the last minute, her flight got delayed. So she wasn't going to be able to come in until the next morning. So the, the, my right hand man at the time, Dave Kelso, he had to wield the hammer and we have photos of him before we went out to do this mm -hmm. and the look on his face is just like somber. And he's just like, I don't, want to, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like it was, it was not like, it just looks like someone sucked all the happiness out of him. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you've, got, you've done all these 
crazy things like uh, crucifying yourself. I even saw you hanging from a old silo that could have fallen apart on you, which <laughs> yep. led me to wonder, ha have you had any accidents, any mishaps, anything bad happen during uh, this, this whole journey? The silo thing, uh, we had a, we did like a documentary of that, which we also have up online on YouTube. Um, but that was, yeah, that I, if I would have, fall fallen from that that's i think it's like seven stories up it was it was crazy high i i would have had time to text people um on my way down like oh sorry man i fucked up <laughs> water water my plants um hashtag but, falling <laughs> have, have we had any mishaps um we've been doing this for over 10 years now and um We've had little stuff happen. Um, we haven't had anything major happen. We've had people tear uh, skin a little bit. We haven't had anything tear out. We haven't had any people drop. Um, the, a lot of preparation goes into this. We try to triple check everything um, as well as possible. And um, we, we take classes and we try to check our gear. I mean, we're kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a circus act where, you know, if something goes wrong, someone could potentially get hurt really bad. Someone could die. So we try to be as safe as possible. But that being said, it's just like a, a football player or a athlete where over time you just slowly are destroying your body. So, I mean, I have like parts of my body that have nerve damage that I don't feel anymore. You know, like it's just, I have scars. It's so yeah, I mean, I've done slow damage, but we haven't had any mishaps, um, you know, so far. There's always tomorrow. So what is the what? <laughs> you 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 can keep trying. <laughs> so you, you told me before you went on air that uh, those who can't tell, he actually is a uh, piercing artist. So if anyone needs their piercings done, well, uh, where do you do piercings at? I work uh, at Pittsburgh Tattoo Company, and we're around the edge of downtown Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I've been a piercer for, I started in 2000, so it's been 20 years now. Nice. And you pierce I, yourself every night that you perform. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Tony? How's that been during the pandemic? Uh, it hasn't been at all. Um, yeah, they closed all the shops down. Um, so I've been not piercing for about three months now, and it's luckily um, – there, I have a side business that I do, uh, Slaughtered Lamb Designs. I'll plug that real quick. Um, <laughs> where, where I, I, it's like horror movie inspired stuff. I do like t-shirt designs. Like I do weird mashups of horror movies and stuff like that that I think are very clever. Uh, whether they are or not is anybody's guess, but I think they're funny. Mm -hmm. um, but I also make, I, I brought some stuff. Awesome. Like the stuff from... Uh, the movie list stuff. I make stuff <laughs> like that. I make, uh, Oh, how are you? Cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I make all kinds of stuff. And let's see, what else did I bring in? Like the key from, uh, the Goonies. Oh, that's bad. I, I actually just weird. held it up to the mic. I was like, Hey Mike, that's not, that's not how that works. And then the, uh, the sucker from trick or treat. Yeah. So and I make, I make a ton of stuff. So luckily, because everybody's stuck at home, that business really picked up while my shop was shut down. So I was able to make it by. Make a positive out of a bad situation. Yeah. 
Yeah, because so, I rolled through Indianapolis about a couple of days ago, and they had all of downtown boarded up. Yeah, we, we were just able to reopen uh, two days ago, uh, Friday, uh, we went into the green phase. So uh, yesterday and today was crazy for me. I was, well, for the whole shop. But yeah, I've, I've been doing a bunch of piercings. So back so how in it. How are you guys doing that? Like, do you, I've been to the shop. Like, you already have a wall between you guys, but you wear masks and all that? Yeah, we wear face masks, things like that. And then, I mean, honestly, on a normal day, even if this pandemic hadn't happened, I'm, I'm everything that I do treats each client that I have like they have every disease known to man so that I'm not catching it and the next person isn't catching it because you don't know who has what. So you're treating everybody like they are they do have bloodborne pathogens and diseases and stuff like that so you know i'm taking those precautions anyway so this pandemic the only thing that it really changed was i'm just more conscious of the person that i'm working on wearing a mask i'm wearing a mask um you know making sure they uh use hand sanitizer when they come in before they leave so it's the only thing that's changed is basically making sure the client is doing things in addition to what I'm already doing. Well, what's crazy is, is like people are acting like viruses are a new thing. I'm like, we should have been doing all this shit to begin with. Like, like, Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we're, I've seen a lot of movies and we're due for some huge, horrible event like this. So eh. like the movie, the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so you love horror movies. What is your favorite horror movie franchise? If you have one, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I like I like a lot of the old. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm not a '90s fan. I'm a. I love '80s. I '90s just did not do anything for me. Um, current stuff. There's it's hit or miss. It's hit or, there's some good stuff coming out, but I mean, there's a lot of dumb stuff too. Um, we just watched. <laughs> fantasy island which was just horrible i knew it would be horrible but you know we were bored so why not but i mean um i like you know all the old you know all the all the good stuff friday the 13th you know halloween nightmare on elm street i like all the staples um but i also my my niche just because i'm a band guy um i love horror movies that integrate uh like music i, I love 80s movie, horror movies when they had heavy metal in it like Trick or Treat, the original um, uh, rock and roll nightmare with Thor. How about Widow? I, how about Widowmaker? Not Widowmaker. Um, that movie. Uh, oh, Strangeland. Yeah, Strangeland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I am. I have a I have a complex relationship with that movie because I love it just because how bad and cheesy it is, um, but at the same time, it, like when it came out and stuff like that, every time people found out what we do, they're like, "Oh, like Strange Line, right?" I was like, no, not exactly, but sure, sure, why not? It was better than getting. I, I love how you turned. I love how you turned them. <laughs> I love how you turn them people into like skateboarders. Like, hey man, strange land, right? <laughs> it was better than getting compared to like Chris Angel. Like, oh, Chris oh, Angel. I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> that magician needs to stay out of my kitchen. Let's <laughs> keep doing card tricks. So you don't like musicians that come into your world? 
I, you know, like, I just don't like the, it's like, what does hanging from hooks do, have to do with magic? That's all, that was my main thing. It's like, you're a magician, stick to magic. Like, that's, I, like, that's like David Bowie, his like, not David Bowie, not the musician, uh, David, uh, what's his name? The street musician, the ma- ma- magician that did crazy shit. David, yeah. uh, David Why? Blaine. Yeah, the guy that like his face never changes. Yeah, yeah, he 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 does episodes where he's like, I'm a magician, but this episode I'm hiding in a toilet tank for a week and a half. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? And it's it's crazy endurance stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I don't understand what that has to do with magic. But you know, <laughs> you don't see me up on stage. You know, like pick a card. So what is the science, if you know, behind hanging safely from hooks and stuff? I mean, it's a, it's a mixture of uh, your gear, um, you know, appropriate rope, appropriate rigging, um, you know, not even knots. I mean, I saw a friend of mine, he, he had me watch his team and I'm not gonna, not gonna put him on blast, but uh, one of his knots came untied and he fell on his head and it was awesome. But um, like, it's, I mean, all these things, uh, like if, if a per- person weighs a certain amount, you know, uh, getting the right kind of hooks, uh, the placement, how many hooks you use to do a certain type of position, there's multiple suspension positions you can do. Um, and it's just knowing all these things. And that's why we still, you know, we still try to take classes and still try to learn as much as possible. Because what we were, the rigging we were using and the pulleys and the ropes that I started using that were pretty universal have changed drastically for what we're using now. So mm-hmm. even if, even knowing everything, you still are learning because things are always changing and things like that. Yeah. Things always constantly change. Safety precautions change in any field. So, but yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do what you do. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I didn't have to do. <laughs> no, it's funny. Cause it's like, some days I'm like, man, it's like, I, I, I don't have the energy to, to, to hurt myself this much tonight on stage. And I'm like, ah, why, could, why couldn't we have been like a, an alternative rock band? Why couldn't we have just done that? <laughs> why, couldn't, why couldn't we have been Coldplay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's rough sometimes. We, we, used to do, um, we used to do these uh, this suspension show, sideshow stuff for this, uh, this haunted house. And it was in October, and it was in this like outdoor uh, barn. And it would, it would get cold. it was super cold out, and there was a couple times where it actually snowed, and you're half naked, and you have hooks in you, and you're just shivering, and you're in pain, and it's just like it's like you know if you get really cold and you slap your hand and it hurts a lot more. Well, think about that when someone's shoving you know a hook through you, like everything just hurts more. And we had a couple of our our performers get hypothermia one year. It just like it's it's brutal our actually our music video um for uh crucifixen we were actually at another haunted house and well they were closed and it was in the middle of winter and it was so cold out there i had to suspend they had like in between takes they had a person run because they had a dressing room where they had a uh, dryer and they had one of their techs um one of their like little lackeys they would put like a blanket they had like three blankets and they would do them in rotation where they'd have one in the dryer, and then they, when they called take, they'd have someone run it out to me and wrap me in it, and then when they're ready to film, they'd like let me out because it was so cold. Our drums 
we're getting ice on the tops of them between takes. So it's, <laughs> but it was, it was the only time it, we wanted to do the video and it was, it was just bad timing as part of, you know, you know, it was winter, but, but yeah, it's like, we put, put ourselves through a lot of like stuff that people don't see behind the scenes. The things you do for what you love. I, I kind of feel sorry for anyone that just tuned in about five minutes ago. Cause all they heard was when you're not wearing clothes and they're putting hooks in you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's crazy that they had you still do that, that cold, like, Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I like no sympathy for the devil, but it, I mean, it's not like anyone made me. I'm like, well, we gotta have me hanging from rooks, man. And they're like, well, we can only do it here. And like, ah, fuck it. So, yeah, I mean, it's I put myself into these positions. So, you know, how how <laughs> how, how bad can you feel for me? You know, I'm doing it to myself. So I didn't want to bring this up, but you said haunted houses, and I thought of it. Um, there was this haunted house I remember you had issues with. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. <laughs> you were supposed to play at this haunted house. If you want to put them on blast, you can. But there's this haunted house that you're supposed to play at. And apparently they had a Nazi night. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to put their name on blast. But um, we had performed at this place for many, many years. And that was the main thing. People were like, because there was a lot of people um, that were like, well, you knew about this. And like, no, we didn't, because basically what we, from our our standpoint, um, we were driving to the venue because we, we live in Pittsburgh, and we were driving um, to another state where this haunted house is, and we we're on our way, and we start, our all our phones start going off. We're like, what's going on? So we, and they're like, no, Rev, you got to pull over. We, there's stuff going on. You got to check these. And I started getting, checking all my messages, and apparently this uh, haunted house said, that they were going that you get money off your ticket if you draw a swastika on you and it was called swastika saturday and which was right under or right over in the post right where it said also performing only flush and i'm like what now there are a couple scenes in this haunted house that um they're known as being like over the top like like just really pushing they have an they had an abortion scene they had a um like some satanic stuff they had like um they had a couple redneck scenes where they had people that had like swastikas carved in their cell and like well you saw that i'm like well yeah because that's a redneck scene mm -hmm. um so that's scary fucking nazi rednecks they're yeah that's scary as shit that's different from having a swastika night where you're getting yeah. your people coming in drawing swastikas on themselves that's a totally different thing i get actors doing that shit to be scary and mm -hmm. offend people like but once you cross that line into like oh we're having a swastika night where we are encouraging you mm -hmm. the, the person coming through we will give you money off if you draw this symbol of hate on you and we just that was and that was the first time they'd done it i guess they said that they did that for many years, but it wasn't a public thing. And right. since we didn't interact with a lot of the people that worked there, like we just did, we came, set up, performed. We weren't in, we were like right in front of the line where people come in. Mm -hmm. We weren't inside the house and we didn't really interact with a lot of the people there. We just saw them come out sometimes to watch our show. And we see a couple of them like with bloody ones that were, looked like it was carved in. And like I said, if you're a performer and that's, 
you know, the angle you're going at, I get it. I mean, it's whatever, but that wasn't what had happened in the past. This was the first year they made it a public thing where, you know, they encouraged the audience to participate. And we're like, no, that's not, we're not about that. You know, the, like the thing that I noticed uh, is people were still hating on you guys. And I'm like, you can't hate on a performer. They don't know the venue owner like that. They're just playing in a place they're hired to pay it. Once they find out what's wrong, like you did, they, they canceled that you did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, we're, we're not a political band. Um, we're not a political group. We try not to put our views on, on people. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have strong beliefs myself, but I'm not trying to like, like I know bands that do incorporate that in their music and we don't do that. And so I didn't, but we're not about hate. We're not about racism or anything like that. And whether they did it um, because they were actually racist or whether they were doing it because they thought it was funny. I mean, it's just, we can't be a part of that. And it was right after the shootings at the synagogues here in Pittsburgh. Like that's just really bad timing. Yeah. It was just like all of Pittsburgh was in mourning because of all that, that stuff happening. And it was a horrible time. And for them to do that, it was just really tone deaf. And it's like, I don't, I don't, again, I don't need the money that bad. I can, I can survive without it. So we just kind of, we just went to the venue, grabbed all our gear because we stored all our gear there and then just left. And then we, we haven't performed there since um, they've hit us up to, to perform there. Cause they did, they did a, a bunch of amends. Um, they donated a bunch of money. Um, they met with uh, some Jewish leaders and worked things out. Um, but it, our time there was done. Um, right. Whether you think they did it to, for money or whether you think they were legit, you know, honestly trying to do it, that's not us to make that call. We're just, we were done. You know, we walked away from it. So, well, it's one thing to use imagery to be shocking or scary, like you said, but it's another thing to promote it, promote what those people stood for. I just, yeah, it just blew me out of the water. I know, um, I know the owner he a little bit, and he he does has been getting a little bit more political. And I don't, like, I don't think he's some Ku Klux Klan member, you know, like using the haunted house to recruit members or anything like that. I I kind of think it was a, just a dumb decision on their part where they thought it was funny. But again, it's not for me to try to figure out why they did it. I just, you know, we do have certain things that we have to stick to. And like, we, we believe, you know, that everybody's equal and that's just not our thing. So. Right. And plus the timing, they could have just canceled it and just done a regular haunted house. Yeah. It wouldn't have hurt. Like nothing would have changed. It was just, it was a, it was a thing where they're like, Hey, if you do this, you get in, they could have just not did that. And the house yeah. would have been just the same. Right. I so think, I, they're, I think they're just trying to be controversial to get publicity and they went about it wrong. Yeah. And like I said, it, it, it just, yeah, it was just real tone deaf at the time and it blew up on them. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad of the decision we made. Um, we did get some hate um, from people saying that, you know, we knew about the whole time and that we were just as guilty. And I'm like, then why do we back out? I mean, if we knew about it, we would have just kept going. Like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once we found out, we just, we severed ties. And we did get a lot of people that, you know, we had a ton of love for, for that. And that, 
and the bad thing about it was there was some local papers and there was like some news things and somehow they found that we were from Pittsburgh and because of the synagogues shootings, mm-hmm. we got wrapped up in this story. And like local Pittsburgh group cancels, you know, racist haunt. And I'm like, no, that, that's not, <laughs> we're not the story. <laughs> They're the story. We're just, we just stopped performing there. Stop putting us in your thing. So a lot like, so the, some of the haunted house workers thought that we had somehow orchestrated this to get, you know, to put us in the middle of all this drama. And we're just like, no, we don't want our name anywhere associated with this at all. Do you happen to think that like, it's just the media's way of painting metal and just judging a book by its cover to make it look bad? I don't know. I mean, they painted us like they were making us out to be good in it, but still it was like, we didn't, it wasn't, we didn't want it to be out about us at all. We would have wished they never mentioned us at all. We didn't want to be associated with it, good or bad. We just needed to step away. And that wasn't the story. Um, if they made stupid decisions, then that should have been the story. No, but, on, yeah. the, on the positive things, <laughs> since we got that out of the way, um, even with all this going on, you guys have gotten a show at a festival. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, actually, it's with... <laughs> Because I know, like most of the shows and festivals this summer have been canceled or postponed or stuff like that. Like it was nice that um, that this one hasn't been canceled. I don't think it will be. It's in it's August thirteenth through the sixteenth. Uh, it is in um, it is in Pennsylvania. It is. Let me see here. It is in Montrose, Pennsylvania, and it's. Uh, it is called Apox East, and it's a kind of like a Mad Max festival mm-hmm. where everybody dresses, you know, post-apocalyptic, and you camp out, and if your car is all modded out, um, then you can park inside of the festival, and uh, we're one of the main acts. Uh, we're doing two days we're performing. We'll be there the whole weekend, uh, but we're doing a, a sideshow act one night, and then we're performing as the band uh, and we're going to be doing some hooks and some random other stuff. Um, but we're doing the band show the next night. That's badass. How, how would you feel if uh, August, they don't have to deck out like Mad Max. It's just going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird time we live in right now. It's, it's a little crazy, but well, it's yeah, starting, I'm, it's starting to feel like 1950. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's just all these things happen at once. Yeah, we're just happy to be able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're the his. I found out about it, and I was talking to one of them, and they're like, you know, we don't we don't know if we have room for you. And I was like, well, here, here's our videos. Here's here's what we do. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we want you involved in this. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you didn't so, expect all weekend, though, did you? Yeah, I mean, but it's like it's about five hours from where we live, so I want to go down. I, like, I love that shit, anyways. Um, I have enough of that gear already that I make, or you know, I'm like, I need a place to wear this. So I'm all for it. I would have been there anyways, whether we were performing all days or not. Um, this year we won't be doing um, necessarily suspension work, but we're working to do that next year, um, so that we're doing every act on a different night. So uh, you told me you uh, are working on uh, music videos and all that stuff. Do you want to talk about anything that's coming up? 
we don't have a date on it yet, um, but we will be streaming. Like I said, um, we'll be streaming later this month. Uh, we'll be throwing out some some new songs. Um, I'm throwing out this weird cover for um, if you guys have seen uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh yeah. The theme song I did a cover of, if you can call it that, um, but like a solo thing that I did. So that'll have that'll be in it as well. Um, check check our uh, our facebook page for that but we'll be live streaming it from our facebook you can page. find it right below rev at uh facebook.com slash only flesh the wrong way <laughs> these these cameras are weird like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, go- we're um we're gonna be doing some uh some more music videos uh we'll be working on those um i'm going to be doing uh, i think a solo project and which is going to be kind of more like rock and roll metal punk. And then we're also working on a uh, project called Godophile, which will be more in, like straight industrial. So we're kind of taking the different elements that make up only flesh and separating them and then doing their own projects where we'll be kind of just focusing on that style of music rather than what only flesh does, which is just hit all over the place. We, so you're not going to get in trouble for promoting any of this, are you? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't... <laughs> Rev just promoted his own music. He's not allowed. <laughs> no, uh, because here's the thing. Like the, the industrial uh, project, uh, my guitarist, uh, the other half of Holy Flesh, um, uh, he's going to be working on some of the stuff with that with me. I'm doing because uh, there will be like different people coming in, helping out with it. Uh, he's doing a bunch of it. Um, I, uh, I'm doing some of the music for it all myself. Um, so it's it's going to be all over the board. The solo stuff, it's still going to be me and Damien. Uh, it'll just be more punk metal kind of geared for. Um, and then I'm still I'm I'm got some other projects that I'm dabbling with. I'm that I aren't ready to be unveiled yet, but I'm, I'm very active in uh, doing music right now. It's just, I'm waiting to get kind of like a, a little bit of, you know, a handful of songs before I start promoting anything hardcore. So the solo stuff, is that just going to be released under Ravina Lower or are you just going to have your own name for it? Or? <laughs> uh, the solo stuff is the Ravina Revival. <laughs> I yeah. love it. <laughs> it was a joke um, that a couple of years ago I made this uh, joke cover where it was like the Ravina Revival songs to sell your soul to and it had like a slip black and white photo of me you know and I was just and it was like I just made this kind of a joke and then when I started wanting to do this the solo thing I didn't know what to call it I was trying like there was a couple ideas that I was working with and every time like because there was a couple keywords that I wanted to use, and every time that I had something, I'd Google it up. I'm like, nope, that's already that name's already been taken. That name's already been taken. So everything I had had already been used. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm using the Ravina Revival. No one's gonna, no one's gonna try to take that name because it's horrible. <laughs> so Ravina Revival. Are you guys just gonna do CCR covers? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much the majority of it. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken word gospel. 
So last time I, t- I didn't really talk to you, but last time I did like a uh, typed out interview to you, I asked you what the craziest thing you saw is at a live show. And you said something about a guy carving his face up in front of you. Do you want to tell that story again for Tony? In our um, listeners? Okay. We were on tour and I think we we're, I don't think it was Nashville. I don't think it was a Nashville show we did. I think it was like a, a smaller town outside of Nashville that we played right after. And it was um, this biker bar. And we showed up, and it just more and more bikers were showing up. And I was just like, huh, this this could be great. It could be horrible. I don't know. And so we're performing. We're doing – and I'm like – and, like, people are starting to get into it. People are starting to dig us. And it's – I'm like, okay, not so bad. We're doing good. And this old, haggard biker dude, like, gets up. And it was at one of those venues where the stage is not – anything different from the floor it's just like this is the floor where the people stand this is the floor where the band is there's some monitors to section it off um so we're you know just on the same level as everybody else and this haggard dude gets up and i'm just you know i'm singing and he's literally gets like right here to me and i'm like okay what's this (laughs) you know what's this about and he pulls out a knife and i'm like well, this is how I go out in some some town I don't know the name of, some bar that I'll never remember. This is this is how I go. This is how Rev signing off. And so I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, if he's gonna stab me, he's gonna stab me. So I just keep singing, and he takes it, and then he just cuts his face. And I'm like, what? What? Because <laughs> earlier I had had some hooks in my face, and then I do like the the wrestling thing where I cut my eyebrow. And it mm-hmm. just make it just gushes blood, and so like I'm bloody. So he starts cutting his face, and he's bleeding, and I'm just singing, and he's just bleeding, and he's got the smile on his face. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. He's doing this to show that he's one of us. <laughs> and that was totally it. He just wanted to be like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah. And then afterwards, we have these really awkward photos with him like he's hugging on us and he's like acting like he's gonna bite us and we're not sure if he is gonna bite us so we're just like okay bloody guy i don't know i don't just don't touch me and uh yes yeah, so, so that happened and then the bikers took us aside and tried to make me sign a contract with them where they were going to be our management where we get um we give them 10 percent of all that we make off anything and i was like that's no, that's not, we're not doing that. That's we're going to go. They're like, no, you need to sit down. I'm like, I will. I'll be right back. Guys, load up, load up. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. That's insane. That guy sounds like a Gigi Allen fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't do the feces thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm down with blood. I'm, I'm, I will, I, I can bleed like the best of them, but I just, the poo-poo, the poo-poo is not like my expertise. You know what I'm saying? Like you just took a turn for the worst. <laughs> a lot of things that I am definitely cool with it, but poo-poo. No, not my no, thing. No two girls, one cup. <laughs> over here. But as a, I think we are doing some G, uh, at least one GG song on our cover album. So there's a little tip off of what we might be doing on that. So I'm going to probably throw a guess out and say it's their most popular song. Eat it, you scum. 
<laughs> we're still we still haven't figured out what we want to do yet because um i love i me and the guitarist damien we both are huge fans of carmelita mm-hmm. um but at the same time we, we might want to do something that has a little bit more oomph behind it so right. we're not we we know we're doing one we just haven't locked in on what we're which one we're doing yet mm-hmm it's weird because Gigi did release some good songs, but then you're like, yeah, but he threw shit at people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love, like, I love Gigi. Do I think he's a, like, do I think he's someone to look up to? No, I think he's an idiot. However, I really appreciate the fact that, um, you know, everybody has these crazy ideas of, like, I just want to, like, punch my head through this wall and but in the back of their head though they have this little voice like yeah but don't (laughs) he gets these ideas and he doesn't have that voice if he's just like i'm singing i'm just gonna bash him into my teeth he does it and i love that i love that that he just goes for it and people can't handle that but drugs were involved (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and again, Gigi did some horrible, horrible shit, and I do not condone a lot of what he did. But I love the fact that he just he he was just I don't I, I can't even describe it. It's just you know, like most people wouldn't do half the stuff, and it, whether it was just being an idiot, whether it was drugs, but I think it's a little bit more than that because I mean, there are a lot of people on drugs that don't do anything like what he does. So I, I knew it, it helped, but I, but I think there was something in his brain that just was broken to begin with. Well, he he died rather young. Do you think if he was still alive today, he'd still be doing all that crazy shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I've I've played with the murder junkies um, a handful of times now. Obviously, past Gigi, it wasn't during those times, um, and they're still going. Do I think that he would be doing all that stuff? Kind of. Just because I just think he's got nothing else. So I, I think I, if he wouldn't have died when he did, he would have just died later on in life. I don't yeah. think he would have made it this far. I, yeah, I think it would have been some kind of aseptic shock from some kind of like rubbing shit in a wound of his. Well, he said in an interview that he wanted to just kill himself on stage. So I think that's what would have happened. I, You know, I'm... Uh, I'm going to say that he 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 doesn't have the balls. He's um, I think he's too narcissistic because all the shit that he did, I, it was still all about him. And I True. think that he wouldn't be able to like end it. I think he would have kept pushing it because like he had said that he was going to kill himself on stage, and that date came and passed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't think he would have. I I think he would have just end up an old junkie, you know. I, I just find it hilarious that you're like, I don't think he'd have the balls, but we're talking about the guy that slings shit into the audience and beats up people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just, I've been wrong about more stuff. I'll be wrong about more stuff, but I don't know. That's just my take on it. So Rev, um, is there anything else you would like to promote? Cause we're about ready to wrap this up. Uh, I, if you guys, you know, want to check out my stuff on slaughtered lamb designs, um, I got a, let's, let's, there we go. I got Etsy. I got a Facebook page. Uh, come buy some of my stuff, especially if you're in the old horror movies. Um, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, come get pierced by me. But, um, other than that, if you want to listen to some, some 
metal mixed with punk industrial check out only flesh um other than that yeah i mean it's we're going to be continuing to do stuff and then we're going to be kind of branching out and doing another project so just keep an eye on us and so if, uh, is your is your name only flesh with the question mark only flesh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i should have brought it down uh we have our new uh our new one of our suspension team uh uh girls she eric eric uh er, i'm sorry sorry aaron i didn't mean to fuck up your name Aaron, uh, who's been on our suspension team for a long time, Aaron uh, made up these uh, these deodorants called Only Fresh uh, that we joked about a while back. And she actually uh, put all these ingredients together and uh, made a label for it and sent it out to all the team members here like a couple weeks ago. Uh, you, she guys was, are, you guys are turning into the kiss of the underground scene. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get Only Flesh condoms too? <laughs> yeah 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 it'll just be my mode like scabs from old suspensions sewn oh. together <laughs> jesus <laughs> so um you you have been uh talking the talk with the pink sock you said that earlier and i love that so we might use it <laughs> that's fine as long as i get my cut <laughs> if i get the cut that'd be great <laughs> wait you guys are being paid <laughs> it, it was it was great talking to you rev we'd love to have you back sometime if you are yeah, down for it definitely um everybody go check out only flesh at only uh, facebook.com backslash only flesh and uh this guy kicks some ass he hangs for meat hooks so if you like watching people get crucified or meat hooks or you like bondage porn you'd enjoy only flesh i mean we have a ton of stuff up on youtube so hit in only flesh um and you'll you'll find a bunch of our crazy stuff up online. Sweet, thanks for stopping by, brother, and uh, stay in touch. And that was Only Flesh. Is uh, Rev Lower? Go check out Only Flesh at Facebook.com/slash Only Flesh. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in to Pink Sock Podcast and. Uh, Tune in next week. We have um, Nathan Kepner of Shrouded Neglect next week. So next week, Saturday, 8 p.m., same time, same place. Thank you, guys. And throw up the horns, boys. Rock and roll. Remember, live long, rock hard.